Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seeker Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. And I'm excited to sit down and chit chat with the girlies today. I'm very, very excited about it. To chit chat with the girlies, and that's it. I just, you guys, I have a whole spiel that I need to tell you. Okay. First of all, I'm recording this on Sunday. I, they had a damn open house at my damn apartment and they told me I wasn't allowed to be in here probably because they knew I would cause a scene but my landlord called me and he said you can't be in there I said why not give me one good reason why I gotta watch my kids I can't just leave babies in the house he's like those are cats I was like "Mm, that's your opinion those are my children I gave birth to them okay I have all their paperwork to show you but he said you can't be in there because you want to know what he said to me he goes people are gonna feel bad I'm like, do I have to move or not? That's the thing. It's so torturous because we're waiting around to figure out who's going to buy the building and what they're going to do with it and what we're going to have to do. So it's really like you're waiting around to see if you're going to get evicted or not. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And for weeks, I was like, I don't care. Evict me. But I'm just starting to look at places because I'm like, I don't want people in and out of my house all the time. And now they're doing all the construction that they should have been doing the last 20 years that they've owned the building. Um, So it's just, it's a lot. It's not peaceful. I'm very upset about it because guess what, guys? I don't feel like moving. Um, And the renting market right now in New York is insane. It's insane. If you want to go insane, go look at an apartment in New York and see what you're going to get because it's going to be crazy. I saw a few last week. Um, But anywho, they kicked me out of my gosh darn apartment. So my my friend picked me up and we went um to go oh my god you guys i'm a little hungover because i went out shout out to my baby my baby ross it was my friend ross's birthday on wednesday last week and he had his 30th birthday party last night so i went out with them stayed out super late and then went to my other friend jenna because it was her birthday yesterday i went to meet up with them and have a little drinky with the girlies And so needless to say, I got home at three 30 in the morning and I woke up at nine because I had to clean my house for these people to come and buy it and kick me out of it. Imagine that. (laughs) What a world, right? Stanley. So that's what's going on over here. So I wake up hungover. My friend picks me up. We go and guys, I had the best Bloody Mary of my life. And I just needed to sit here and remind you guys about Bloody Marys. Because if you're not drinking Bloody Marys, you're crazy. The waitress was this like, she must have been like 21 years old. The waitress at this restaurant, she was a newborn baby. And she's like, I don't know. I feel like Bloody Marys are like sociopathic. (laughs) I was like, okay, um, I'll have one. That sounds good, actually. And it was the best Bloody Mary ever. You want to know why? Because it had a freaking pickle in it. You know, I love a pickle. So then I went to Trader Joe's and now I'm back. Now I'm back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a shower. I don't know why I go. I'm t- telling you guys every second of my freaking day. Like you care. Nobody damn cares. But anywho. I love you guys. I hope you're well. There's a few things going on in the in the media that I wanted to chit chat with you about before we get to the questions that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. 
Um, the first of which being, I'm getting so many messages about this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. You guys, I, I can't, and, and I do feel bad saying this and I do say this with peace and love, but I couldn't care less about them. I couldn't care less because when this whole thing first started happening, this is like years ago, it feels, um, I read all of the in information about it. I read all of the claims that she made. I read all of the rebuttals that he made. So this was like way before they even went to court. So everything that's popping up, I'm like, I kind of already knew these stories. Um, and at the end of the day, what, what's crazy about it is that Johnny Depp does look like the um, victim in this situation. And I think that the crazy thing about it is that they both are terrible partners. Right. And I think they both need help. But Johnny Depp managed to find the only woman on earth that would make him look like a saint in this situation. And I think that's why he took her to court. You know, but uh, couldn't care less. Tired of seeing her face, for God's sakes. I'm sorry. She's beautiful, but I, I can't anymore. I'm over it. Also, has this trial been going on for 17 weeks straight? I'm done. What's the verdict? That's all I care about. So that's number one. Number two, the Britney Spears. Um, she unfortunately, uh, she had gotten, she had announced that she had gotten pregnant a couple months ago or a month or so ago. And she unfortunately posted something saying that she had a miscarriage. And there's all the speculation on the internet, all of these people in her comment section saying, you were never pregnant. I can't believe you would lie about this. And it's, all of that is so toxic because it's completely all speculation. None of us know if she was pregnant or not. I understand where people are coming from when they're saying like she made the whole thing up, but I just feel, and listen, I don't know her personally, but lying about something like that seems so sad. Like it's, it just seems so on another level wrong. And I don't know why she would lie about that. I, I just don't, maybe to get back at her family. I don't know what people are thinking or why they feel that way, but it's a very sad situation, you know, regardless. And, and I do feel for her, um, something that I want to say, and I, and I think I'm going to get shit for this probably, but I just have to come out and say it because I've, you know, I'm so happy that Britney's free and she's out of her conservatorship and her family. I think her whole family should be in jail and all of the people that were on her team, her lawyers, her doctors, everyone should be reprimanded for the way that she was treated. Um, and I've, I'm going to ride, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with that forever. But what I think that the support that you give sometimes like gets lost in lost in translation because I think something that we don't talk about enough. And again, I'm not a professional, you, you know, a psychologist or anything like that, but she's a person that was abused for the majority of her life, right? She worked, they made her work when she didn't want to work. All of these people controlled her life. She had absolutely no freedom. She's an abused woman. So I feel like to to say like, oh no, yeah, the conservatorship's lifted and everything's fine now is, it's a little unrealistic, right? I think that she needs a great support system, whether it's doctors, a, you know, her boyfriend, whoever her friends are, all of this stuff. She kind of has people in her life that we don't know about. Um, but I think that 
it, it would be nice to see her on the right track to live her best life because she wasted so much time under the control of other people. And I would love to see that for her. I would love to see her talk openly about what she's up to, what she's doing, who who's in her life, you know? But that's my view on Britney. I just don't like people saying like, oh, she was definitely lying because how how would anybody know that, you know? And that's something that we'll never know because if she was lying for whatever reason, she's never going to say that she was. Um, so those are the things that are going on that a, a few of you have asked me to, to speak about. Another thing that's going on is there are ants in my fucking house. And, and, and I'm just saying that because I'm looking across my kitchen and there is one right there. And you guys know, I, listen, I, I like ants. Um, but not that, not this kind, not the kind that you don't purchase. If I have an ant farm, I buy the damn ants. These are like, I don't know where the ants are coming from. And I found about in the last week, and it's not like, I didn't find like a whole village of them, but I keep finding them here and there. And I'm like, oh, where the fuck are you coming from? And they're in all different areas. So I can't find the source. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at one right now and it's driving me absolutely, absolutely nuts. You know, who's going to get it though? Mr. Stanny, I'm sure he'll swat it. He'll swat it. That'll be the light. That'll be the highlight of his day. Um, guys, very exciting news. I have a Spotify show coming out. Um, I'm so, so excited about it. It's coming out in June on June 16th, um, which is a Thursday, I believe. Let me double check that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thursday, June 16th, it's going to air for the first time. And it's really cool because it's this new thing that they've integrated into the platform where it is going to be a live podcast pretty much. And you guys can call in, we can talk, we can chit chat, you can ask questions. It's all things, um, relationship related relationships, sex, friends, whatever you guys want to chit chat about. And I'll also be taking emails for that as well. So just keep a, keep a little eye out. Um, and if you have any, like, um, you guys can send me questions on here. You guys can send me questions on Instagram first, first stuff to answer um, for that, which is very exciting. And also, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for telling you guys all this information, but there's a lot of information that I got to tell you. It seems to be that the um, Pete Davidson and Best Friends Netflix special that I was a part of, very, very grateful for, is coming out on June 13th. So I have a busy week that week. Not the 13th and the 16th. Uh, yeah, the 13th is a Monday. Um, and then the 16th is that Thursday. So that's going to be, that's my little week right there. I'm very excited about it. And I hope you guys all watch it. I saw a very short clip. I saw like a minute clip of the um, Netflix set that I did. And I was just like this the whole time. Ooh, because I don't know how anybody damn sits there and listens to my voice. I feel bad for you guys, honestly. That's how I know my girlies love me you know, but, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited about it. All the, all the wheels are turning, right girls. Uh, okay. So let's get into these emails that you all sent into secret keepers club at gmail.com. This one says I'm getting married. How exciting is that? Hi, Carly. Love you, the potty and the sweet baby angels. OG listener here. And I just wanted to write in and see if you would give a shout out on the next episode because I'm getting married this Saturday. Ooh, okay. So that was yesterday. 
And I will officially be a married woman when I listen to the next episode from the beach on my honeymoon. Oh, well, happy. Um, well, no, I was going to say happy birthday. No, that's not it. Congratulations on your marriage. Congratulations on being on your honeymoon as well. Where are you guys? I want to be having a little pina colada on the beach somewhere. I'm very happy for you. Shout out to you. Shout out to your husband. I want to see the wedding pictures. I need you to send me everything. I want to see the dress. I want to see the flowers. I want to see the venue. I want, I want to see everything. Cause I love seeing what people do for their weddings. I think it's such an uh, expression of, of their personalities. Um, so we love to see it. Congrats girl. And then it says your parents are the cutest. And I wanted to know if you have any secrets to a good marriage from them or in general that you could pass along. I absolutely love my partner, but I'm worried that having the marriage label will change things. I don't want us getting too caught up in being wives that our relationship changes. Also, do you have any tips on living with a partner? We've been together for over two and a half years, but only living together for a couple of months and trying to adjust to our new rhythms. She is used to being on her own and having to do everything by herself. And I try and help with things, but usually by the time I think about laundry, sweeping dishes, et cetera, she's already done it. And I don't want her to think that I'm not pulling my weight or secretly resent me. Uh, these are really good questions. You know, there is such an adjustment when you when you live with your partner um, because everyone is set in their ways. You have your own routine. You have your own way that you do certain things. I remember watching one of my ex-boyfriends load a dishwasher and the way that I, I thought I had the flu because I got sick to my stomach. I got sick to my stomach. I said, what are we doing? But he really, he really put the, and I don't think he ever used a dishwasher before. I don't think he ever did that. Like growing up, I think his mom must've done everything for him because tell me why this man put a, just the bowl in just the bowl facing up. I said, are you okay? Are you feeling well? He's like, why? Yeah, no, I'm just loading the dishwasher. I said, sir, you got to flip the bowl. You got to put the bowl on its side or what are you doing? It's going to fill up with water. He's like, no, it's not. I do it like this all the time. I said, well, now you lied. Now you lied. And once you lie, you're a liar. Um, so there is definitely adjustments. The way people like things done, the way people like their um, house clean, like, you know, the way they clean their own house. That's kind of how I feel. Um, but it's something that once you get used to it, it gets way, way easier. And I think in terms of like pulling your own weight, something that really is helpful when you're living with somebody, first of all, talk to her about it. Um, and second of all, it's so nice to do like unexpected things. That stuff matters so much, at least to me, where like, if we run out of orange juice, like you have like a little list on the side, like orange juice, toilet paper, Windex, whatever type of bullshit, like house bullshit that, you know, you kind of run out of everything at the same time somehow um, to like, just put that, like replenish is so nice. I would love to have that just like in a partner, just somebody that's replenishing, right? Replenishment is really the key to happiness and we love to see it. But in terms of my parents, something I will say that I realized I was laughing with my friend about this the other day. Uh, something that I realized is my mom, you guys know my mom and you guys know my mom is a gossip queen. One thing about my mom is she wants to know the stories and she's going to tell the damn stories. If you tell her, like, please promise me with your life, you will not say anything to anybody. She will promise you. And then she's immediately telling someone. So I had called them last week. It was Wednesday. 
and I'm talking to my mom and, and my dad was in, my mom was in the kitchen and my dad was in the bedroom because he was laying down because he was um, laying down with his chemo. So she's like, oh, do you want to say hi to dad? She like brings the phone in and he was just laying down like, oh, hey, how's it going? How are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. And then she leaves the room. She goes back in the kitchen and I tell her this story. Right. And we're talking about it for a little bit. There's no way he heard it. And we hang up and you guys, I'm not kidding. Three minutes after I hang up the phone with my mom, my dad texts me. I heard about what happened. <laughs> he goes, I heard about what happened and tells me his opinion on it. I go, wait a minute. Uh, the, the way I envision me getting off the phone with my mom and her zipping, her zipping, going 150 miles an hour to the bedroom to tell him exactly what we just spoke about. And I just can see it now. She's like, do you want to know what Colleen just sent to me? Do you want to know what Colleen just sent to me? <laughs> but she loves to gossip and he's going to hear it. So maybe just being open and talking about everything with your partner is, is really helpful. Um, something my mom always says about their marriage, because they've been married for over 40 years. They've been together for a very long time. Um, she always says it gets hard, but it's worth it in the end. You know, it, it, it's hard. You go through things, you get through it and it's worth it after you get through it. Cause all that stuff makes you stronger. And, um, you know, that's, that's a very nice, that's a very nice um, kind of way to put it because a lot of people are like, a lot of people abandon relationships when things get hard and um, maybe don't have that open line of communication where you're just like, I'm going to stick it through. Like, we'll see what happens, you know? I mean, I guess I shouldn't talk because I kind of do that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to just talk about everything every second of the day. So I shouldn't talk shit about my mom. Cause I just tell my friends everything. Anywho, congrats, congrats on your wedding. Send me the, send me the photos girls. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our sponsors this week. Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by Daily Harvest. When your fridge is empty, that urge to order in and skip cooking kicks in. Thanks to Daily Harvest, my freezer is fully stocked with delicious, nutritious options that are delivered right to my door and ready in just minutes. Daily Harvest has delicious options for every meal and snacks and desserts. I really, really loved Daily Harvest. I've eaten mostly everything that they had sent me and it really was delicious. Gonna repurchase. I love having stuff in the freezer that you can just throw in. They deliver it to your door. Like I love just having stuff on hand for when I'm just like, I can't even think about what I want to eat. Hey, you got a freaking frozen entree in your gosh darn freezer. Avoid the takeout temptation and get daily harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash secret keepers for up to $40 off your first box. Once again, that's dailyharvest.com slash secret keepers for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash secret keepers. Okay. This says, am I confused? Carly, love, love, love the podcast. Please never stop. I'm a huge fan and appreciate all the smiles and laughs that you bring. Oh, well, thank you so much. 
I'm writing in with a rather uncomfortable question that I can never ask any of my friends here for advice, but it's been bugging me for months now. And I feel like you're the perfect person to reach out to for clarity because you'll be honest and funny. Call it a quote unquote secret. And yes, you better keep it. First of all, I'm a local radio DJ and also do some commercial sales as time allows. I absolutely love my job. Back in the fall, I had a client reach out to me for information on advertising her business that she was opening soon. So I scheduled a time to go out and meet up with her um, to learn more and do my sales pitch. I It went well, and it was also unrelated, but very obvious that she's into girls. I, on the other hand, am a straight woman um, with two beautiful babies, married. Uh, no big deal, but not only did she immediately add me on all forms of social media, but she also began quote, began quote unquote, liking all of my pics of everything I was doing, both work and personal. Yes, she did buy advertising as well as her business is the one that I started using personally. I'm almost too afraid to say what it is that she does, uh, but it's in the, does in the event that this podcast somehow reaches her, LOL. (laughs) My God, could you imagine her listening to this right now? Like, wait a minute. Uh, So I started visiting her here and there. She never DM'd me or started acting weird as it was obvious that I'm married, but she was very friendly and liking all of my posts. Maybe that's just how she is, but whenever men do that, it's almost like that they would be into me. So tell me why I randomly had the most vivid, let's call it romantic dream about her one night and woke up in the nervous sweats. Oh my God, I could not go back to sleep and it seems so real. Have you ever had a dream about somebody Uh, that you kind of know, but aren't besties with and feel the need to go see and or talk to them immediately, especially if it's erotic. I tried to just forget all about it, but she stayed on my mind for several days. I did end up visiting her for work and was crazy nervous the whole time. And she seemed kind of nervous too. What the hell, right? Am I just crazy? Do I need to address this or will I lose a client and look like an absolute weirdo? Um, Should I just chalk it up to one of those crazy uncontrollable things that my brain did to me while I was asleep? Maybe I just need to get it off my chest and talk about it. What would Carly do? Again, for timeline purposes, I met her in late August. This dream, I would say, was in December and it is now May and it's still on my mind. Like, why would I dream about, like, why did I dream that? And how can I either ignore or move on from it? I'm so uncomfortable. Again, thanks for everything. Look forward to the input. And then she has a a very good fuck, Mary kill. So I've definitely had dreams about people where I'm like, what was that about? Like, I'll dream about someone and be like, is he hot? (laughs) Do you ever do that? I swear to God, I'll like it. It'll be like somebody that's just like, you know, like if if life is a movie and we're the main characters, it would be somebody who's like an extra in the movie, like not even somebody that you like are even close with, not a best friend, just like kind of an extra, like a background actor, right? And I go, maybe I love them. (laughs) I don't know what the hell it's about. And dreams are so fascinating to me because who really knows what they are? Maybe they're our subconscious. People think they're another, you know, reality, another dimension, whatever. There are so many different theories about what happens when we dream. But um, I think when it comes to stuff like this, it it's good to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, because girl, there's been times where I'm trying to interpret dreams and figure out what they are, but they're so obscure and I don't know why. And I don't know why this person's significant. So really there's no answer. If it's something that you genuinely feel like 
because part of me is like, is this about the dream? Like, do you maybe feel some type of connection with her where you have a little crush on her? Maybe you think she has a little crush on you. And maybe this is something that's stuck out in your head that is kind of making you feel like you should explore that, you know, like the curiosity of it all. And maybe you had a connection with her. It was, it felt a little flirty. Um, because sometimes that can happen too. Like if there's somebody you kind of are, are feeling in real life, like, oh, this person's cute or like, I have a little crush, right? Then you have a dream about them. You're like, this must mean something. I should probably talk to them about it, you know? So I, I get it. I've definitely been there before. But to me, it's like, ask yourself what you want from that conversation too, you know? Because you're married, you got two little babes. So what if she's like, I don't know. Cause I'm like, what's the end game there, right? What if she's like, oh, cool. Like you had this dream about me, but then what? What if she's like, I have feelings for you. You know, then what are you gonna do? Think of all the different options, all the different ways it could go. And then all your options of like, what the way you would have to react to that. It, it's tough, it's tough. If it were me, I probably wouldn't say anything unless I felt like there was some type of a connection there with this person. If I thought it was just kind of like a fluke dream, then that's one thing. But if you had the dream and now you have these feelings, then that's something that we can address, you know? And that's a good fuck, Mary kill. We'll do the fuck, Mary kill at the end. Very interesting. Okay. So this one says death, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Hey girl, always been a fan and love you and the Mr. Kitties. Oh, thanks so much. This is some shit. I don't even know where to begin. There's this guy who hangs out at my local bar who has been a so who has been softly pursuing me for I'd say three months. I wasn't super into him, but you know how it goes when somebody super likes you, it can eventually lead to you returning the feelings. Two days ago, we had sex and a sleepover, which had honestly been building for a couple of months. It was great, and in the morning, he was being loving and calling me his girl, making future plans, etc. Later on in the day, he texts me and said he had a bad day. Turns out his ex-girlfriend who, in parentheses, I do not know her, I'm going off of what I've heard, uh, was a pill addict, got evicted in the beginning of April and came to his house needing a place to stay, so he let her. I did not know she was staying there. The night that we had sex, she overdosed and died. Oh my God. He came home the next day to find her, her, to find her body. Oh my God. I'm not insensitive to this. And I think it's devastating, horrible and traumatizing. He asked me to be there for him. And I try, and I know this sounds selfish because somebody is literally dead, but I can't help but think what the fuck you were pursuing me this whole time. This quote unquote ex-girlfriend lived with you. How do I even know the truth? I think I have to cut him off, but it's so weird to turn a literal death into a selfish relationship problem. I don't know what to do. What do you think? Thank you in advance. Wow. Wow. Okay, that took a lot of turns. I wasn't expecting any of those. So I a thousand percent understand where you're coming from. I don't think it's you being selfish. Of course, you're acknowledging this is a devastating thing. Oh my God, it's shocking in every way. It's, it's especially shocking because you didn't know this guy you hooked up with lived with his girlfriend. 
or his ex-girlfriend, if that's what you want to call it. But who knows at the end of the day, that's something you'll probably never know. And you're just going to have to make peace with it. If it were me, I would say, I think you're great. We can be friends. If you need me, call me, but I'm out because that alone is it's so much baggage and you're going to have so many questions that you're not even going to be able to talk about or address because you're going to be like, oh God, here I go again, being, you know, making it about me, but it's not about you. It's a situation. It's so unfortunate and not, nobody should have been in this situation. Um, at the end of the day, if a guy sleep, if a guy is living with a woman that he was in a relationship with, you got to know about it. He should have let you know about it. So I can't imagine how shocking this must have been for everybody. And it, it's so, so sad to hear. It, it's so sad. Um, but girl, run for the hills is what I would say. I would say run for the hills. It's too much. And you could say, I know that you're saying you need a friend. That's great. I'm here for you. I understand you're going through something really traumatic. And, and I mean, I can't imagine how he must feel. So you got to be sympathetic towards that, but I would not continue romantically pursuing this person. No way. Uh, this next one says, ew, Hi, Carly. First of all, I went to see you in Atlanta in April, and it was truly the best little event of my entire life. I'm so grateful you didn't cancel the Atlanta show because I was truly my only saving grace. And the only thing that kept me holding on by the little string <laughs> in the midst of this hellish month, one small factor of which I'm about to tell you about in parentheses. So sad. I didn't get to kiss you right on the lips. You guys can, is it going to be a summer of not being able to kiss each other right on the damn lips again? And I mean that literally and figuratively. Because now monkeypox is a thing. Do you see that? Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Uh, let's not even go there. But I'm just like, is there going to be a new pandemic every single year for the for, for till the end of time? Okay. So they say, here's the story. I had a BFF in college that I ended up dating for two years. We ended up breaking up, but it was very civil. And we decided to stay friends because we've always been besties. For the next two years, we remain very best friends in parentheses. And literally nothing steamy ever, ever happened between us during our friendship. We were just friends. We have the same friends. So it was just, it worked really well. But then suddenly in February, he started treating me like absolute shit. It was shocking and alarming all of a sudden. Um, I asked him if he was talking to a girl in parentheses, thinking that maybe that would explain why things were getting weird. And he said, no, not at all. And said, he just thinks we shouldn't hang out as much as we do anymore in case one of us wants to start dating someone seriously. What? I let him know how hurt I was. And he just thought he could ice me out like that and expect our friendship of years and years and years to just fizzle out like that. And that I felt very dumb because I thought we had something a little bit deeper. Fast forward to two weeks of us not talking and he invites me to our friend's lake house for a lake weekend. I end up going and so does this girl that has never been a part of our friend group at all. It was so obvious that they were obsessed with each other. So I asked him if she was the reason that we can't hang out anymore. And he said, what? No, that's literally nothing going on between us at all. Only to text me 24 hours later to say that they're now dating. LOL. Oh God. 
And now I just no longer exist to him. I don't care that he's dating someone. It's just, I was just so butthurt by how it all went down. I've deleted him from my contacts and my entire life altogether. And TBH, I have, I have felt so much happier now and way more free that he's not a factor in my life. But the real question is, would you rather have your ex date someone that is so much hotter and way more exciting than you? (laughs) In parentheses, I mean, you know, just try and imagine that situation. I know it's hard. (laughs) Or someone who is straight up not cute and also super unfunny and has not a speck of fashion sense because I'm experiencing the latter right now and it just gave me uh, gave me stomach a little sour feeling. And I truly feel, uh, I I think this sentence is messed up. I truly feel like I wish that he was at least dating someone smoking hot and funny. Do you understand this? Um, would love your thoughts. XOXO. That's really funny because I was once dating somebody and, and he cheated on me with the worst person. Like, and I'm not even like saying somebody's ugly. Like I'm saying it was just the worst person ever. I was like, at least let me understand why this happened. Like why this happened. No personality, not a nice person, not genuine, just like everything about it was just such a mess. And I'm like, what, what was it that compelled you to cheat? You know? So I understand that. I think I would rather them date someone a lot hotter because it's like, yeah, no, I get it. God bless. I I wish nothing but the best, you know? Because otherwise, if they have no personality and they're not funny, it's just like, well, what, what are you guys doing over there? I need to know what you guys do. There's so many people I look at and I just go, what do you guys do? What do you guys talk about? You know, like, what do you think they talk about? Can we also just discuss something like, you know what? I'm going to get to that in, in a minute because it actually has nothing to do with this question. But hold on. I just want to write it down. Because I thought about this the other day and I'm like, I got to talk about this on the podcast. So here's what I think happened. I think she didn't like that you guys were friends. She told him that he needed to cut you off. He listened to her. And then when you confronted him about it, he was defending her because he's obsessed with her. And he's like, wait, what? No, she's super chill. She's a super chill girl. She would never, ever care that we're friends. It's like, yeah, she cares. Because it never dawned on you before that we shouldn't be friends. And now all of a sudden it's dawning on you. And now 24 hours later, you guys are, you're, you asked for her damn hands in marriage pretty much. That's what happened. She was like, um, I guess we can see if you stop being friends with her. (laughs) She's like, I don't really think that we should see if you're still friends with her. And that's exactly what it is. And girl, it's happened to me before. Trust me, it's happened to me before. It is what it is. When they break up, he's going to come back and you, you guys are going to be friends again. And then you have the choice whether you want to accept that friendship or not. But he'll be coming around the mountain when he comes, okay? It's got nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. I'm sure he cherished your friendship and thought it was a special friendship, but men will do anything for vagina. That's it. Or potential vagina. They'll do anything. So that's that. Um, and then there was another thing that oh that that you wrote in here that I was that that those were the two questions. I don't care if he's dating someone. Yeah, I mean, I think if I were you, I would just completely 
move on from the friendship. I know that's not an easy thing to do because of course emotions are involved and feelings and you guys have this history together. And it's always sad when you feel like you didn't matter to somebody that really mattered to you and that like you had a special connection with. Um, but I think this is just the classic case of jealousy. She's mad that you guys are friends. She found out that you guys used to date and, and she had him cut you out. But let me tell you, relationships that start like that don't last very long. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't stress too much about it. It's not permanent. Um, but again, when he comes back and wants to be friends, you got to say, listen, tell him how you feel. This really hurt me. And it was very obvious what it was. And that's it. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Men really don't talk. And um. I was thinking about this the other day, how like men are best friends for like, since they're in kindergarten and, and they literally don't know anything about each other. Isn't that wild that men never have like heart to heart conversations. And I thought about this because I was like, my friends know me, like my friends know me. They know my heart. They know my feelings. They know the way I, act, they know the way I react to things. They know what upsets me, all of these different things. It's like, it really is so different. I remember. I remember I was dating someone and he had this best friend since he was in kindergarten and they were now like 35. Right. And he had gone to the friend's house and the friend was married with two kids. And I said, Oh, did you see, we'll call her Jennifer, his wife. I said, Oh, did you see Jennifer? And he was literally looking into the microwave, the, the, my boyfriend at the time. He's like, Oh yeah, she, she wasn't there. They broke, they broke up huh? I go, what do you mean they broke up? Uh, they're, they're not together anymore. She doesn't live there anymore. What? What about the kids? Yeah. I don't know. They're with her. What, what, well, what did he say? Uh, he said that they got, a, they're getting a divorce. Why? Cause they're fighting. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. That's all he said. Huh? How is that all he said? The way that a woman will would talk about that for hours every single day for the rest of her life if she needed to. And every single time she has one sip of white wine, you're getting the whole divorce story. And you could be a stranger at a bar in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I'm telling you the damn story, babes. And I don't care if you ask. And I don't care if you're with your family. I'm telling you the divorce story. And I know you guys would support me on that. But men are just like, yeah, no, they're getting divorced. I know they're breaking up. He literally said they're breaking up. I was like, they have two kids together. They've been together for 15 years. They're breaking up. Like we're in seventh grade. They're married. Yeah, I don't know. It was like, it was bad fighting. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine not knowing about your friend's divorce? I mean, I would sooner, I, I would die. So, all right. Let's get to this next one. This one says HBO Max, The Staircase. Uh, I've been getting a lot of emails about this and I watched The Staircase, but I watched it on Netflix. Is it about... Yeah, I've seen this already, um, but it looks like there's a new one on HBO. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna watch that then because I've been getting so many recommendations to watch The Staircase and I'm like, Girls, I've seen it. It came out like three years ago. But here I am, the idiot. 
Uh, I just wanted you to watch the show, The Staircase on HBO Max. It's a murder show based on a true story, and it's so good. The actual documentary of the murder is also on HBO Max, but I haven't watched that one yet. Love you so much. Keep being hysterical. Oh, cool. I'm going to check that out, you guys. We also have our friends over at Factor. When the weather is nice and you want to spend less time in the kitchen and more time doing the stuff you love, Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen prepared meals so that you that are so delicious, you won't believe that they're actually good for you. Factor now offers 30 meals per week and you can choose from a variety of new meals every week. Each Factor meal arrives in pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's faster than ordering in. They offer vegan, veggie meals, low calorie options, cold pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides to choose from and calorie smart options with built-in portion control that are a great tool to help you get fit for summer. I really, really love Factor as well, you guys. They had this smoothie that I've been daydreaming about that they sent me. It was spinach, chocolate, mint, and like um, dates, I think there was like, I don't remember what the other ingredients are, but it was like mint chocolate chip ice cream. It was so, so good and really healthy for you. You can go to go.factor75.com slash secretkeepers120 and use code secretkeepers120 to get $120 off. That's code secretkeepers120 at go.factor75.com slash secretkeepers120 for $120 off. That's a great deal, you guys. And I do think I did a great job reading the ads today. And also while that was happening, a bird flew into my window and it was very distracting. So I think I did a good job. What do you guys think? Thanks so much. Um, let's get to the next one. Sorry. I lost my damn spot because my computer refreshed. Okay. This one says... <laughs> Embarrassing choking story. Fuck Mary Kill included. Dearest Earth Angel Carly OG listener here. I've been obsessed with you since the girl code days. Oh, thanks so much. Everything about you is Jeff's kiss, and you're literally the funniest person in our solar system. And I feel bad for people who aren't in our club. <laughs> I get a little boost of serotonin each time you say, Oh, well, thank you so much. So please keep saying it. <laughs> I gotta find, I have to figure out if you're the one that brought, <laughs> if you're <laughs> <laughs> if you're the one that brought up oh well thank you so much like brought it to everyone's attention I need you to email me because I think you're the champion of secret keepers club for this month because everybody always knew it everybody always heard it I kind of knew it deep down but subconsciously that I've been just saying that for years you guys years every single episode that's so funny I have to make um I think I have to make merch or something like, uh, I've never, ever made merch before, ever in my life. Um, but I should make tote bags that say, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, okay. So it says, you mentioned the last episode how choking is embarrassing, and I couldn't agree more. He's a funny, here's a funny little story about choking. Uh, when I was younger, I loved mozzarella sticks. I still do, but your girl's got celiac now, um, so it's just not the same. Oh, uh, one time I was out to dinner with my mom, dad, and siblings at a local restaurant where people from my town go. One important thing to note is that I was sitting across from my mom at the booth. I'm eating my Mozzies and... <laughs> 
enjoying life. All of a sudden, I start choking on the goddamn mozzarella stick because I didn't chew it good enough. See, to me, a mozzarella stick is a very dangerous food. It's a very dangerous food because it's melted cheese and you're taking a big bite out of a melted cheese. What's going to happen? It's going to get stuck in your gosh darn throat. I'll tell you that much right now, girls. Uh, She says, I mean, I had the cheese lodged in my throat. Oh my God, humiliating. And I was gasping for air. What did my mom do? She threw herself across the booth and she shoved her hand down my throat and grabs the cheese. No. (laughs) That's such a mom thing to do. And I mean, she saved my life, but I'm not sure if it was worth it. (laughs) My neighbor's... (laughs) My neighbors were in the booth behind us trying to stifle their laughter, mortifying. And imagine they probably bring that up from time to time. Like, remember when we were out to dinner and Nikki was choking on her mozzarella stick? Jesus, I hate that for me. And girly choked on a mozzarella stick at home another time after that. And my mom shoved her hand down my throat again. Girl, what is what is going on with you? imagine liking someone enough to put your hand down their throat twice needless to say i've been chewing my food really well ever since also here's a a picture of my cat max he has the most basic name ever but he was nameless for months and my family couldn't agree on a name for him well his favorite thing is when he was a little baby was maxi pads like he would legit find them everywhere around the house we would we would get them stuck under furniture and wherever we would move furniture around would be 10 plus pads so we named him Max. Oh, wait, that's actually so cute. Like he just stole them out of your um, like drawer and would stick them around. Oh, my God, that's so insane. Wait, the way that this cat looks like he wants to do my taxes. Is he an accountant? The way he's sitting like I trust him. Wow. I would give him all my bank account information if he emailed me like, hey, I got I'm just going to do your taxes quick. Got to crunch some numbers. This is a very smart man. Very cute cat. Uh, But girl, you got to be careful out here with the mozzarella sticks. I understand. I think that they may be one of the most chokeable foods out there because like I said, it's melted cheese that's going down your throat. And it's not, melted cheese doesn't really like dissolve and mush away the way food does when you're chewing it. That makes any sense. So I get it. I get it. Okay. So this next one says embarrassing. Okay. Imagine a biker gang sitting at home, like ironing patches on their matching outfits. (laughs) Do they ask each other, which placement looks cooler? Did they buy the irons themselves or at bed, bath and beyond? Are they sewing? Did they go to Joanne fabric for needle and thread? I'm so embarrassed. Every time I see a biker gang thinking those questions to myself, girl, that is so funny. This is the funniest one I think we've ever gotten. Thinking of a biker gang putting their patches on their, I always assumed that their wives did it. Like, I always assume that they like give the patches and the wife is like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sew that for you. But thinking about them doing it is actually the funniest thing I've ever heard. Picturing them doing it with their gigantic burly hands that like have calluses and, and because they ride motorcycles every day because they're in a gang, they're in a motorcycle gang. And yet they're knitting and stitching and sewing and ironing. I would, I would pay so much money to see that. How, see, you're a weirdo like me. Like you, you like think of shit like that. Um, this next one is another update on the Dawn dish soap situation. So this is the original guy 
that sent me in information about why men have Dawn dish soap in their shower. Then a girl, and he had said silicone lubricant. And then this girl emailed and said, she thought they were talking about like silicone lubricant, like as in hardware store silicone lubricant that like you, you know, do, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing with that shit. I don't know if it's for cars. I don't know if it's to caulk something. Like, I'm not sure exactly what you would actually use that for. It does give automobile energy though. Um, The tube is, you know. So she had said, girl, I think that's what he was talking about. And I was like, oh my God, I'm mortified. So this is him now. Hey, Carly and the rest of the secret keepers. I'm the guy who wrote in about the Dawn dish soap update. I truly meant silicone lubricant for the bedroom. See reference picture below for a product example. I could have referenced that I am a gay male and unfortunately our bodies don't produce natural lubricant. The silicone lubricant is way better option than the water-based ones. Oh, look at us finding things out because it feels better and it lasts longer, but it's a pain to wash off. That's where the Dawn dish soap comes into play. I mean, if it can wash away oil from animals, uh, then it can get anything off. Oh, wow. Okay. So it is silicone lubricant, but we're using it. Okay. We love to see it. We love to see it. Look at all these things that we're learning. You learn new things every day, right? Okay. This one says, what do I do with his stuff? Dear Carly, you're an absolute queen. I love you and the pod so much. Long time listener. Oh, thanks so much. And first time writing in, I will jump right in. My ex and I broke up uh, almost a year ago. It'll be one year in July and still pretty much everything he has ever given me. I still have. I have a bunch of his t-shirts that I look for myself when we were together. I'm sorry, that I took for myself when we were together that I still wear from time to time. There are certain shirts that reminded me of him too much and a couple of hoodies as well that are hidden in my house because they made me so sad to look at. Beyond his clothes, I still have all the cards he has ever gotten for me, holidays and birthdays, and just to be sentimental. They're also out of sight. The list goes on and on, and I still have our pictures in a hidden folder and our text thread still there um, if I scroll far enough. We were together for a year and the breakup was so sudden and not my choice at all. I was incredibly, it was incredibly devastating and it took me a very long time to stop missing him so much. Now that I'm starting to finally move on, I just don't know what to do with all of the physical items that remind me of him. Um, Like it's definitely not an option at this point to send him his sweatshirts and t-shirts back uh, in parentheses, the one that's had some personal meaning to him. I don't know. Sometimes I feel so wrong about donating them to a thrift store, but I also know that I will never be able to keep them and not feel uncomfortable. Same thing for our pictures and the cards, it still feels truly devastating. The thought of just deleting hundreds of pictures, knowing that they're literally meaningless now. However, I don't know if I can truly 100% move on knowing that there are all of these reminders of him so close. If I just seek them out, my question is, do you just keep them as memorabilia hidden forever and never look again or completely purge everything? Somehow uh, the second option is the correct. I feel like I would rather just live in ignorance. I don't know if I feel like I would regret doing something so drastic. I hope this is somewhat coherent and you can understand where I'm coming from. I also feel kind of silly pondering over trivial stuff. So I pretty much have kept it to myself. Um, I'm not sure if people go through this after long breakups, but I would love your thoughts and advice. Thank you and love you so much. Oh, I love you so much too. Um, Girl, this is very common. I think everyone goes through something like this. I remember um, I had... I had gone through a breakup. I had a ton of the guy's shit at my house, a ton of his shit at my house. And I was devastated. I was heartbroken. 
Um, and I couldn't look at any of it. It just broke my heart over and over again. And every single thing, it was like, I was going through that phase of the breakup where every single thing reminds you of this person. And I like, didn't open my closet, like the drawers that I knew his stuff was in. I didn't open the stuff for like a month. Right. And then I said, I need to get rid of all of this. Like every last bit of it. And I packed it all up because it was nice clothes. I packed it all up and I gave it to one of my friends to give to her boyfriend because they were the same size. I said, would, would he want this stuff? She's like, that's really, really nice stuff. I was like, it's either I'd rather give it to somebody that I know because it's nice stuff. Like I had no emotional attachment to it. Um, but I get what you're saying where, but yeah, I mean, you can give it to somebody, you can keep it in a box out of sight. But to me, I feel like the less stuff I have, the better. Um, I will say though, cards and like love letters and sweet things, maybe keep those in a box hidden away somewhere because I always would like, girl, I'm ripping that shit apart the day we break up and I'm throwing it out because I'm a Scorpio. But the other day I was cleaning up my closet and I found this picture of me and my high school boyfriend and he was so cute. And I took the picture and I flipped it over and he wrote me something on the back of the picture. And it was just so, so special and so sweet. And I was like, wow, I wish I had more of this stuff from people, but the box would be too damn big. I'll tell you that much right now. Cause I've had about 8,000 boyfriends in my life. So I think it's nice to save certain things as long as it's not going to break your heart. But, um, you know, just to look back on years, years, years later, like this was my high school boyfriend. He's the, the only one I I'm, I'm still not casting freaking spells on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm friends with pretty much most of my, most of my exes. Um, but yeah, what you're going through is very common and, and I understand where you're coming from. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's an adjustment and, and you're going through it girl. And, and there's no time limit on how long it takes to get over some somebody or, or a relationship. It's just, there's, you do it at your own pace. I think it's important to feel the things that you're feeling and to just, unfortunately you got to sit in it and you just got to go through it. Um, but you'll be okay. It'll get easier. But if I were you, I would get rid of the damn clothes. Um, okay, let's do this fuck Mary Kill. The fuck Mary Kill is a is a uh themed fuck Mary Kill uh fast food. So it's oh, it's actually chicken. Uh Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, Zaxby's. Girl, I I know I know that I'm not supposed to like Chick-fil-A. Okay, and I'm not gonna support the damn business. They're gonna have to get killed in this situation, but I just gotta say the freaking Chick-fil-A sauce and the Polynesian sauce, give me the damn recipe. It's so good. Chick-fil-A is clearly food-wise, okay? Take all the bullshit, all the terrible things out of it. Food-wise, Chick-fil-A is, is superior, okay? But you gotta kill them, right? Because we're allies in this club. And Chick-fil-A are not, they're not allies. That's one thing about them. So we can't support, we can't marry. We can't marry. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What would me and Chick-fil-A ever talk about? I can't marry him. No fucking way. I can't bring around any of my friends. No way, babes. You got to kill him. Um, and then I really do like both Popeyes and Zaxby's. I'm going to tell you something. If you would have given me Zaxby's and KFC, I think this actually would have been a way more difficult uh, 
situation because I kind of like, here's the thing. I like Zaxby's more than I like Popeye's, but I don't know if I like Zaxby's more than I like KFC. So that would be a real, real dilemma. So I'm going to marry um, Zaxby's. I'm going to fuck Popeye's and I'm going to kill Chick-fil-A. And the reason why I'm fucking Popeye's, well, actually, no, you got to fuck Popeye's. You can't marry Popeye's because Popeye's really has the least amount of stuff on their menu, right? It's really just chicken and the damn dry ass biscuits drier than the desert. Okay. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. You guys can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening in and I'm so excited to see you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye.